morning, friends. I'm going to go ahead and state the obvious. Some of y'all are way overdressed. <laughs> I'm up here with my comfy socks on. They have slippers on the bottom, so I don't fall up here. We've got our Jesus t-shirts on. Y'all are all dressed up. You didn't get the memo. It's okay. We'll forgive you this time. Merry Christmas. It is so wonderful to be here with you this morning to worship God, to bring him our praise, our fun, um, our play. And, uh, you know, every morning whenever we, uh, the morning of Christmas, we always sing happy birthday to Jesus. We didn't do that today. Guess when we're going to do it? Right now. We're all going to sing happy birthday to Jesus because he is the reason for the season, right? He's the reason that we celebrate. He's the reason that we have so much joy in our lives, which is what we're talking about today. So let's sing happy birthday to Jesus. You ready, girls? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jesus. Happy birthday to you. Ooh, a little harmony in there, too. Ah, thank you all so much. I know Jesus appreciates that, too. We're in celebration mode today. Celebration of our Lord and Savior, who has come to make this world anew, who has come to make each of us new. And what a pleasure it is that we get to talk about Emmanuel, God with us, the God who came to this earth in the humblest of humble ways to show us his love for us, how deeply he cares for all of us, and how deeply he desires relationship with us. What a beautiful truth. What a beautiful story that is. One that we remember today, this feeling that we have, so that we can remember that as we go throughout the days that is not Christmas. This feeling that helps us, energizes us to live for Christ. And so today we celebrate, and we're going to talk about joy. And you know, joy is a really funny thing. A lot of times in the world, um, and I, I, I talked about this, that the world kind of has its version and definitions of the themes that, that Jesus brought with him. And the world kind of does that with joy as well. And, and a lot of times we get joy and happiness confused. And we use them interchangeably. And I'm not going to say happiness is a bad thing. Happiness is not a bad thing. It is a good thing. So don't hear me. I just really want to talk about the differences between joy, biblical joy, and happiness, which is a lot of times the way joy is used in the world. So happiness, and I've got kind of a chart up here that shows you the basic differences. But happiness is really more of a fleeting, responsive feeling that's based on what's happening right now in the moment. It comes and goes. It's something that lots of people search for. It's even in the Declaration of Independence that everyone has the right to pursue happiness. And they do. Of course they do. But this is a, a feeling that is really based and temporary on what's happening in the moment. Joy, on the other hand, is more foundational. It is a state of being, a condition, a foundation upon which everything else is built. And it's not focused and it's not based on what's happening. It's more of a contentment with what is. 
a contentment of what is. Now, I realize it may seem like I'm splitting hairs this morning on Christmas Day, and I'm being real nitpicky about the way that we use our words, but I think language is very, very important, especially for Christians. I think it's very important for us to dig into Scripture, to, to look at how Jesus used his words, how the Old Testament the, the audience and the cultural context, the New Testament audience and cultural context, I think it's very important for us to look into those things and then use words in our language when we especially are discipling others to use words as God intended for them to be used. And when we look at the Greek and Hebrew way of, of how joy is used, it's very interesting. It's used as joy, but it's also used as expression, jubilation, crying out, exultation, praising. Joy burst out into the way that we love and feel about God. It's an exultation of lifting him higher in our lives no matter what's happening in our lives. And in the Christmas story, joy is used all throughout because the Christmas story is the good news of Jesus. And that, the fact that Jesus came and was born is the reason that we have joy. It is the foundation. And so I want to dig into our scripture today from Luke 2, verses 8 through 15, to really dig into more about what this means. Hear the word of the Lord. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. The word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now we notice in this scripture that God is giving us an exchange. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, about how when we accept who God is in our lives, we no longer have to choose the old ways. We have a choice to choose God's ways. We say goodbye to the old and hello to the new. And in doing that, we exchange some of our old ways for God's new ways. And, and we take on Christ's likeness and we drop away our human nature. Now, throughout the Christmas scripture, there is one line that begins most of the storylines. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Now, fear is a hot topic all throughout Scripture. It's mentioned in one form or another, in one way or another. It's talked about over 500 times through Scripture. 
We know what happens when things are repeated. It means they're very important. It also means God understands our human nature. He understands that fear is going to be something that we are dealing with every single day of our lives. And any time God talks to someone, whether through Jesus or through an angel, they typically start off with, do not be afraid. We saw it when the angel appeared to Mary. Do not be afraid. They saw it when he appeared, the angel appeared to Joseph. Do not be afraid. And then here in our scripture for today, when the angel appeared to the shepherds, do not be afraid. Fear is a basic instinct. It's something that can be helpful whenever we're in dangerous situations or in things that we should back away from or get out of. But sometimes fear can begin to consume us. It can become a stronghold that becomes a comfort zone. And then it's really hard for us to let go of the fear because it helps us somewhat think we are in control. Now I want to spend a couple of minutes. I know a lot of us are with our families. If you're not, I want you to find a partner. And we're going to have a conversation about our fear. We're going to talk about some things that we fear and how we have experienced fear being a thief of joy in our lives. So we're going to take a few minutes. I want you to find a partner or talk with your families about your fears and how you have experienced that impact of fear in your lives.
How did that go? You want to throw out some fears? Shout them out. <laughs> huh? Loneliness. What was one over here? Vulnerability. Just the word. Getting lost. Oh, yeah. It's like the blue line doesn't always work. I just can't follow the blue line. So I think it's important for us to talk about our fear. And, and I don't think, I think sometimes we get the impression that if we talk about it, that means we're giving power to it. But I think it's the opposite. I think if we can name our fear, then we have the opportunity to claim victory over it. Why can we claim victory over our fear? Jesus, I heard it. I heard a whisper. Jesus, we can claim victory because we have the authority through the Holy Spirit to claim power over that fear. That's why Jesus came here. He wants us to experience joy. And when we have fear, we don't have joy. But if we have joy and we're tapping into that joy, that fear subsides. It goes away. It's so important for us to name it and claim it. That's why I thought this Christmas, what a better way to spend Christmas than allowing the truth of Jesus' birth to wash over our fear, to talk about it out loud, to be vulnerable with our kids. That's hard sometimes to let our kids know that we have fear. But it's good for them to know that they can come to us with theirs. And I really enjoyed doing that even though eh, it worked a little bit with mine. <laughs> so I want to talk about, um, hold on, I've lost my spot here. So Jesus came here so that we would experience joy, so that we would have the choice of joy over our fear. And most of the time, um, one of my biggest fears, ironically, earlier this year, I talked about fear. And I talked about how um, at that point I was not 10 months pregnant. I was about due with Camden. We talked about how my greatest fear at that point was, was Camden's heart condition. I can remember last Christmas how very different I felt Christmas morning than I feel today. I was, I was so, I failed miserably with fighting for my joy because we had no idea how intense or how severe his heart condition was going to be. For those of you that don't know, my son has a syndrome called heterotaxy and his organs are flipped. They developed on opposite sides. And he had, um, at that point, last Christmas, we didn't know the severity of his heart condition. We knew it could be really, really, really bad, or it could be not bad at all. Um, but we didn't know. And I can, I can remember just a lot of times trying to fight for my joy, trying to fight to be present to my kids and holding fast to who God was in the midst of it. That no matter what happened, God was God. And he was going to work things out for the best, no matter what that could have been. And then we went through the whole journey. We had him. And it turned out to not be as severe. And, and while his condition is mild and it's rare, it's even more rare for it to be mild. A lot of times with heterotaxy, it's very, very complex. Uh, and then he ended up needing open-heart surgery. And so that happened back in November. But I can remember when we set the date, 
I had a conversation with God, and I was like, nope, it ain't going to happen because you're going to heal him. You're going to heal him in a different way. <laughs> He's not going to go through this because my fear was so great. I was just so worried that he wouldn't make it through that surgery. But there were moments, good moments, where I could finally be present with God. And when I was, I could tap into my joy. And in those moments, I was able to call him by name, which was a very hard thing for me to do for a while, was to call him Camden. And I could be present to us being a family of five, which was also hard for me to do because I was so scared that that wasn't going to last very long. And now, here he is, thriving. I'm pretty sure I prepared for every single scenario except for the best one. And that's exactly what God had planned the whole time and that he was trying to make clear to me when I was allowing myself to be present to the joy instead of allowing the fear to overcome it. God always has a better plan than what we are prepared for. And his plan is always one of joy. And when we can tap into our joy, no matter what circumstance, no matter the loneliness we may feel or the pain we may feel or the fear we may feel, we can have joy. And it's because joy doesn't come out of what's happening. Joy comes from the who that has happened. It comes from Jesus. Our joy comes from Jesus. And God wants us to exchange this Christmas and every day. He wants us to exchange our fear for joy. Everlasting joy in God. Do not be afraid. For I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. For who? For all the people. Say, for me. For me. For you. Good news of great joy for all the people. That is what we have today. Are we holding fast to that? Are we allowing that to reign in our lives? To help us make the decisions for Christ and to put his kingdom first over everything? Because he has experienced every single thing that we could ever experience. He is a relatable, personal, loving, fierce God who is fighting for us when we can't. That is where our joy comes from. And when the shepherds heard this good news, the joy was almost instant. How do I know this? Because they went. They dropped everything and they went to go see the baby. They went to go see what this good news was all about. Who had brought this joy? Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing great news of good joy for all the people. Let's choose joy today and every day so that others may know it and so that our lives can exalt that joy and bring honor and glory to our one true God. Let's pray, friends. God, we thank you for your joy. We thank you for your gift of your son who is the reason for our joy. 
We know we're going to get it wrong, and we know that fear is going to win sometimes in our hearts, but we know that fear is not going to win in your kingdom. We know that you have won the victory and that that victory is ours. And God, remind us in those moments when we are struggling and we are fighting hard that we are not fighting alone. That all we need to simply do is surrender our hearts and you will meet us in it, in your joy, your love, your grace, your power will prevail. God, we love you so much. We are so thankful and grateful for you this morning. Our hearts are overflowing. And we lift these things to you, Lord, in Jesus' holy name.